Welcome to the Introvertpreneur Podcast. Take a breath because you are in the right place and you can finally stop apologizing for being an introvert. I'm Tara and I've discovered how to thrive as an entrepreneur while being 100% true to myself. Now I want to help you do the same. In these episodes, you're going to find everything you need to build a successful service-based business so you can stop competing with extroverts and grow and market your business with ease. Are you ready? Welcome back to another episode of the Introvertpreneur Podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. We are joined by Michelle Ponvert, who is a web designer with over 15 years of design experience, and she specializes in empowering female coaches, consultants, and service providers with websites that work for them, their future clients, and for growing your business. I love this. I think your website is a huge asset, especially for introverts. So welcome. I'm so excited you're here. Thanks so much for having me. This is a really fun show for me because I actually am a big listener of the the podcast, so I'm really happy to be here. That's awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I would love for you to share a little bit maybe about your background, your story, how you got into website design. Well, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but I have a bit of a twisting journey into this entrepreneurial lifestyle. I actually started my career in film. I was a set decorator to start with, and I really love doing all the creative stuff. There's a lot of logistics and planning that's involved. And it was very glamorous. I was working actually in Hollywood at the time, working on some pretty big name shows. And I felt like I came to this point where life was just work, that I was working 14, 15 hour days, never knew when my next project was happening and I was getting burnt out. I saw no path forward to finding space to have a family to have the kind of life I actually wanted to live outside of work. So I actually decided to completely scrap that career and took up the opportunity to move to France because my now husband is French. We moved here and I started again. I basically went on this journey of trying to find how to use all these skills I gained from working in film, telling stories visually, and all that logistic skill I'd picked up as well. So I started working in some marketing departments for small businesses here in Paris and internationally. I kind of just kept falling into their websites. I think naturally I was really drawn to it and it was just this sort of funny thing that happened over and over again. When I was pregnant with my son, I actually was let go from my current job and had this, again, crux of like, okay, I need to decide what I want to do next. It was that turning point. I was like, okay, I can just keep being an employee and being at the whim of other people, or I can take matters into my own hands, create my own business and fit it around this lifestyle I was trying to build, particularly with a newborn at home who had a lot of need for me and my time. So basically I built my business around my son and around my life with him. And it's been the through line of my work. I love working with other women who are building their businesses alongside family I'm very considerate of the time investment that's involved in something like your website and making that really work. That's the through line in all of my services and products of like, how can I make this easier and faster and less of a drain on you because you are running a business and a family and a life. You don't need to add more to that to-do list. I love that you started out in Hollywood. That's such an interesting 
path that led you to this. I love it. <laughs> and before that, even I'm so I'm Australian originally. I lived for over a decade in the States. I've had at least three lives already and I've only my 30s. That's amazing. So when you first decided to go into it for yourself and not be an employee anymore, you said you had a newborn. So was that like nerve wracking to make that leap and decision? Oh yeah. It was really funny because my dad had been trying to coach me into being a freelancer for years. And he kept saying like, you just need to do it yourself. And I was so nervous about relying on myself for my income, for being the master of my own time. And I'm like a pretty type A organized person. So in one hand, I was like, that's going to be fine. But the other hand, I was worried I'd overwork myself in like the weirdest way. Having a newborn was a great way to prevent that because he literally took me away from work for hours and hours on end. So it fit nicely. As soon as I started, I was like, oh, actually, those fears were completely unfounded. That was not a problem at all. There's been other challenges, but not the ones I thought when I first started. I imagine with a newborn, there's no way that you could (laughs) work too much. (laughs) I know websites are so huge and I definitely talk about websites a lot, especially for introverts. Your website, get it designed in a way that feels good to you. Any traffic that you get, make the most of it (laughs) and focus on getting it ranking so that you can draw in organic traffic because that is like best case scenario for an introvert. I know a lot of service providers, they don't initially start a website right away. So if somebody is deciding I need a website now, it's time, but they're trying to figure out if they want to go the DIY route or if they want to hire somebody right off the bat, what would you say for somebody trying to make that decision? Yeah. I mean, that's basically like my ideal client is those people who are at that early stage. And I think the people I see do best with DIYing are the people who are going to enjoy the process anyway. If you're leaning into your strengths to design, to deal with tech, to write, to put all of that together and not let it take over your entire business and take you away from the things that are earning you money, then DIYing can be a great option for you. But if your strengths really don't lie in those areas of design, tech, planning, writing, If all of that is outside your zone of genius and you would rather focus in on the clients, I think outsourcing that design piece and really getting someone who knows what they're doing in there to do it quickly for you so that you free up your time to work on all the other stuff that's actually bringing cash into the business is the right way to go. So there's no prescriptive time to hire, but I think that is the good gut check to have for yourself. Who are you as a person? Where are you at in your business? Do you have that time and interest to really dive into how to make your website work, not just throw something up, use it basically like an online business card, not have it do anything for you. If you're going to do it, do it right and either invest the time or the money to get it done right. That's such a good point. And do you ever find a lot of people that go the DIY route and then they are never happy with it. Like they're constantly making changes and updating things. And maybe it's just that they're struggling with perfectionism, but (laughs) I've had a lot of people tell me that they're like, yeah, I did my website, but I change it like every other month. And I'm like, that's a lot of time that you're (laughs) spending on this. I think it's procrastinate designing. That's the term I've heard. Like you're doing anything but the work you need to do to actually market the business by messing around on the website. And yeah, I see that a lot. Sometimes it's the procrastination, it's the hiding from the other things you should be doing. And sometimes it's literally 
you're using a tool you don't fully understand. And either that's a good sign if you find yourself coming back to it over and over and over again to either educate yourself on how to actually use this tool perfectly and get the results you're aiming for, whether that's working on your SEO or your customer experience through the website, the visual design, the tech, like figure out what's not working and that you keep coming back to and plug the problem (laughs) or bring in someone to help you get all of those pieces working. I think there's no reason to be in our websites every day. Even if you're doing blogging, you really don't need to be in other things to be doing. I totally agree. It can become a time suck when you're stuck in that kind of trap where you keep tweaking things or making changes or even doing a complete redesign every couple months. Like that is a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I know you love Squarespace. Is that primarily the platform that you work with or do you work in other platforms? It is. At the beginning, I dipped my toe in a lot of different platforms and, and I was finding my ideal client and it became the culmination of those two things is why I love Squarespace. I work with service providers, people who aren't looking to get really deep into the tech, who don't really want maintenance, who can't really handle the whole shebang that comes with something like a WordPress site, but they still want a quality website that works, that's beautifully designed and optimized. I feel like Squarespace has really been the best compromise I've found out there to get all the things that my particular clients want. But I often refer people to other platforms or work on other platforms when the time is right and it's the right tool for the job. We've got all these resources out there for us. It's about figuring out which tool actually makes sense for the task at hand and then using that. What would you say for somebody who's thinking about building their website, but they're getting overwhelmed at deciding which platform to use? Because I have heard that from a few people too, where they're like, I think I should use WordPress, but then... Squarespace looks nice, but then also show it. What would you recommend if somebody came to you and was just like, I'm so confused about what to use? (laughs) I mean, I think it's just to look at the problem the other way around. Like, what are you trying to achieve with the website? What do you need it to do? And once you've got that list of like, okay, I need a sales page. I need to be able to book the calendar. Maybe I want a blog. Maybe I want e-commerce. Once you know what functionality you actually need, then you can start to narrow down that list of platforms that work. Then you can start to get a little bit more information around how those different platforms differentiate and make the choice there. I know hundreds maybe of web designers out there who've all specialized in one platform or another, and we're pretty open to tell you if our platform of choice is the right fit. So once you're in the ballpark, don't be afraid to ask in Facebook groups, anyone you know who's in this world, ask their opinion if that's the right fit for you. They may have a preference and may lead you that way, but at least you hopefully then have some resources from that person to help you keep going with your DIY projects. Just get clearer on what you're trying to actually do with the tool before you just pull down the rabbit hole of Googling all the different options. So what would you say for somebody who decided, okay, I'm not going the DIY route. I just want to hire somebody to get my website fully functional, optimized, looking perfect and exactly how I want it. I want to learn how to do it. How can somebody find the right person for them? Is there are certain questions to ask or criteria to make sure that you're going to work with somebody who is a good fit? I think it is a really important partnership because you're essentially contracting out someone creating your online presence, your home online. So getting that fit right is going to be really important. 
yes, just when we're talking about the platform that they specialize in, if you figured that piece out, that helps narrow it down. And then I would encourage you to talk to a couple of different designers and get a sense of their process, how they work, how hands-on or hands-off they are, and get a sense for how that fits into what you're envisioning for this process. If you're really, really keen to get your touch on every single piece of this website and the designers you're chatting to have a really streamlined process that only has one round of feedback, that's probably not the best fit. While on the other hand, if you're just looking to get this done, you trust an expert, you want them to just put it together the right way for you, then 12 rounds of revisions is going to be really draining for you and likely you'll get stuck in decision fatigue. That's not going to be a great result for you either. Matchmaking on the sense of how they work and the results as well is going to be really helpful. Then there's like the surface things of, do you like their portfolio? Do they have vaguely the style you like? It's actually easier than you'd think to change that aesthetic. So I wouldn't judge that first. We are usually pretty adaptable in our aesthetic design skills, but that foundational stuff of literally like, what process are you going through with them? How are you going to deal with them as a person? Do you get on? Do you feel like you could talk to them and that they could get what your business is about? That's going to be what makes the website work or not. The design pretty stuff comes later and is definitely the last piece of the puzzle. I love what you said about trust too. I feel like that's key. If you're outsourcing it because you don't want to learn and you don't want to spend the time to build it, I think you do need to trust the expert that you're hiring in terms of like the functionality of the site. Maybe there's suggestions around the user experience. It may not be what you envisioned, but (laughs) I think you need to be open and trusting of the expert that you're choosing to work with. And if it is a good partnership, they have your best interest in mind. They will lead you the way that they genuinely think is going to serve you best. But you need to feel comfortable to truly share with that person what it is you want and how it is you want to present yourself because they can only give you a result that's as good as the conditions, the situation that you gave them. If you don't give them enough context, it's really hard to design out of thin air. It's a partnership. I love that. I know you have an awesome freebie. Did you want to share a little bit about that? Because I know everyone's going to want to grab that. (laughs) So I have a really quick training. It's a 15, 16 minute training all about creating your website for conversions. I really dive into the five key things that you need to have in place to basically turn that website from the useless business card to a client converting asset for your business. So you can find that at my website. I'm a web designer, obviously. (laughs) My website is my place for people to go. That's at michellepontvert.com slash converts. You also have a build with me mini course, and I've gotten this course, I think in a bundle, and it's absolutely awesome. I would recommend it to anyone who is going the DIY route, but wants to feel supported through the DIY process. I feel like it's going to help. And I love that You say you can create and launch your own website in just five days. It's really the minimal viable product of a website. How can you just get it up so it can start working for you? And I basically go with you click by click through building a website in those five days. In the challenge, essentially, that this is based off, I build a website alongside. So it is possible, I promise you, to get it done. And it is really trying to meet those people who are like, show me what to do and follow along. If that's the kind of person you are and that's what you're looking for, definitely check out that little mini course. It is bite-sized, but really helpful. 
especially to anyone who is getting stuck in perfectionism and like, oh, it's not perfect. I can't launch it yet. This will help you feel confident enough to hit that publish button and get your website out there. Nobody can visit if it's not live. So get it out there. Does no good for you just sitting there unpublished on your account, costing you money every month. Yes, that's so true as well. If you're using self-hosting Squarespace, show it, you are paying a monthly fee. (laughs) But I know some people do struggle with that. It has to be totally perfect or I feel like it's not finished yet. I don't want to put it out there if it's not perfect. But honestly, some of us, it'll never be totally perfect. Even if you outsource it completely, the design, there's always going to be little changes eventually that you're going to want to make. So it's always going to be a work in progress. (laughs) Exactly. That's normal. Your business is a work in progress. Things are constantly changing and tweaking on the back end of your business. So why wouldn't it change on the front end too? I like to think of it as like your website's going to grow along with you. And there is no shame in tweaking and adjusting as the core foundational parts of your business change too. It's not an excuse to go in and click every day on this little thing or that little thing, but If you're truly shaping your business differently and moving things around to feel more aligned or to fit your stage of business, that's a really good sign that you should probably go and tweak your website. So it is something that will change with time. What would you say in terms of a website are the most important elements or things to think about if you're a coach or a service provider? It can get so hard to get out of your own head when you're creating your website, and especially as a personal brand when you are the business, I would encourage you to just step away for a sec and realize that this website's actually for that client. It's not about you, what you have to say and how you want to show up. It's really about meeting that person who's looking for you and having them self-identify that basically they're in the right place, that you have what they need and that this is how it could help get them the results of the solution they're looking for. Really, that mindset shift of making the website about them instead of you shapes how you write your website, how you lay out your website, how you figure out all the tech, how you figure out all of your SEO. Like It's foundational, and it's something I see go wrong so often that a website is just covered in, I do this, I help that, here are all my fancy credentials, and nobody cares when they have an urgent problem that they're looking for a solution to. So stepping into that person's mindset of where they're at when they come onto your website and how you can help them figure out if you're the right person for them is going to serve you so, so well as you build out the rest. I find that using your language is so essential with just changing your mindset and how you're wording things. Ask questions in your copy and have the word your. Talk to the person reading it and not just, I help (laughs) statements or I have this. I think the language is so important. It's actually an exercise I like to do with clients at the beginning if they're writing their own copy, like literally find replace. If you can find the word I and replace it with you, you'll be on the right track. You have to obviously change the sentence, but you'll be surprised how many I's show up naturally when you start writing about your offers and your business and your service. So even if you just need to get it out of your system that way, definitely go through that filter of, okay, how can I turn this around so it's about that client? That's an awesome tip. I love that. It's funny how sometimes we don't even think of how we're writing or saying something. I use Descript for some of my trainings and breaking them down into smaller video lessons. 
They have the filler word tool where you can see how many times you said, um, or like, and I'm, (laughs) oh my gosh, I say it so often. And I had no idea. It's horrifying. I did that recently too. (laughs) I had a five minute video and the word, um, was in there. I think I had 80 filler words just of, um, because I filtered it by just, um, and that was a lot. (laughs) I do these two minute tip videos as part of my content plan. And I think my worst was 25 ums in a two minute video. So you've got me beat. (laughs) It's just so natural the way you speak or the way you write that you really have to take a piece by piece look at what you're actually saying or writing on your website. So I love that you do that find and replace kind of feature. (laughs) And you are speaking at our upcoming Introvertpreneur Summit. I'm so excited about that. And everyone, you should grab your free ticket to check out Michelle's presentation. So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your presentation and what they'll learn through the summit presentation too. It's been really fun to be part of this because I am very much an introvert and I've had to learn to extrovert myself through a lot of my different work. I was sharing in my training about how your website can make that first impression for you. I really try and share actionable ways you can get your website to do a lot of the first greetings, those kind of conversation starters for you and really get that nervousness that I know a lot of us introverts can have from breaking the ice with people of that very first interaction. Personally, it takes a lot of pressure off me when I'm making that first early conversation with new people, new leads, knowing that they've already got context around me and what I'm about. They already know that they like my approach, that they like me in some way. And it makes that whole conversation, that whole relationship so much easier. We dive into that in the training in the summit. It's something I'm really passionate about because I think there is space for all of us in this online business world. It's about leaning into the strengths you have and finding ways to make that work for you. I think your website's just one of those tools that can help you bridge those things that are maybe less comfortable in another way and just use a tool to find a way to be more at ease. Your website is so powerful, especially as an introvert, because I put a lot of focus on my website at the start. When I was first starting full-time services, I was Pinterest manager, blog writer, also did social media services. So I offered a lot of services at the start and I pretty much didn't market my business a lot. It was a lot of my website, Pinterest traffic, organic traffic. So I wasn't really spending a lot of time on social media or having to put myself out there. That allowed me to become fully booked in three months when I started. So your website is so powerful as an introvert. And if you're not utilizing it or happy with it, reach out to Michelle. It's such a powerful thing. And it's something that isn't that hard to get working for you. There are lots of strategies and technology in place, but it really isn't that hard to just implement a certain strategy to bridge that gap, to make that first impression if that's what you ultimately need your website to do. It's about having that goal in place and then figuring out how to achieve it with the resources you have. I know at the time, my goal was always to have my website do the work for me so that I didn't have to book calls with new clients. My website gave them everything they needed. So once they filled out the contact form, they were ready to go. I didn't need to do discovery calls or jump on a call and have to sell myself in person. Your website can definitely 
be that kind of a driver for you too, if you're a service provider. Definitely. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. This is a great conversation. I love talking about websites and SEO, especially for introverts. I'm like, oh, you need to focus on your website. So many of my clients are like, oh, I need to get better at Instagram and creating all this content. And I'm like, but where are you driving them to? You're driving them to your website. So maybe you should focus there first and make some improvements so that the traffic you're driving is going to get you better results. (laughs) Exactly. I hear that a lot. And my analogy for people has been that your website is the store. This is where people make the decision to move forward or buy social media, all that other stuff is just the doormat. You're just trying to get them into the store. But if the store isn't in place and ready to help people make that decision and move forward, all that other work is useless. It's putting the doormat in front of an empty store. That is such a good analogy. That's so true. That's exactly how it is. Thank you so much for being here. This was awesome. Thank you. Um, Did you have any final tips or anything you wanted to share? Yeah, if you want to come and learn more about me and how I approach things, I'm obviously at my website, michellepolver.com. I do hang out on Instagram. I'm the only Michelle Polver out there, so I'm pretty easy to find. And then I have weekly website tips. They're not just Squarespace, but I share all sorts of like little nuggets, very actionable. Those are on my blog. And every week I share something quick, easy, and aimed to help you get those results that you're aiming for. Awesome. And we will have all of the links in the show notes. And I definitely recommend grabbing Michelle's free training as well, which will be in the show notes for you guys to grab. Thank you so much for joining me today. This episode may have ended, but there are ways we can stay in touch until next time. You can join me at introvertpreneur.com and at theterrorread.com where you can find tons of blog posts and resources that will also help you grow your business. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at introvertcoach, where I share more introvert-friendly and service-based business tips with you. If you love what you're hearing, drop a five-star rating and review telling me what you are loving about the podcast so that I can continue to encourage as many introverted entrepreneurs as possible. Until next time, keep using your introvert superpowers.